0: Welcome to The Well. My name is Ben Post. I'm on staff with Campus Ministry. And I'm wondering who is ready for spring break? Yeah? All right. Yeah, Some. what was that? Yeah, spring break! Okay, good job, Tanner. Thank you. All right, here's what I want you to do. Turn to like two or three people around you and just tell them what you're doing for spring break and why you're excited about it. All right? I hope is uh, wherever you're going and whatever you're doing, whether you're going home and just hanging out, or whether you're going on vacation with family or friends, or whether you're going on a campus ministry spring break trip, uh, we hope that next week is an amazing week for uh, each and every one of you for different reasons, right? Um, Next week is a big week. And I hope, uh, yeah, I just hope that it's amazing. Uh, It's just so fun for me to think about all the different corners of the map that we will be represented uh, next week as we go and on different spring break trips or um, vacationing with parents or whatever it is. It's just fun to think about all the places. Anyway, I'm moving on. Uh, So next week's a big week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, This past week was a big week in our family. So my son Jaden, he's seven. He turned seven this week. That's my boy right there. Uh, We spoiled him with several different parties. We actually had four different parties for him last week because we're weird like that and we're gluttons for punishment, I guess. Uh, Yesterday, we decided to invite a bunch of kids from his class over to our house. And so we had 13 first graders in our house. Now, I know there were 13 kids there because I counted in the group picture that we took but the volume of those 13 kids in my room was just unbelievable. Like, I thought for sure there had to be at least 50 kids, running, like screaming at the top of the line. It was crazy. They left, and Stacey and I looked and were like, and then I thought, God bless the elementary ed teachers. <laughs> that was, it was a two hour party, and I was exhausted. Uh, How do they do this all day, every day? I have no idea. Anyway, uh, so yesterday for this party at our house, we had a Lego party. So Jaden loves Legos, and so we had a Lego-themed party yesterday. Um, So we discovered a couple years ago that Jaden really likes Legos. So I bought him a little Lego thing, and he, you know, we followed the instructions together, and he's really good at building. He's more of an artist kind of person. Uh, so you know, we built a couple of Lego cars and a couple of Lego airplanes, and when we're done with the thing, he'd play with it for a couple of days, and then we put it in a nice, secure plastic box, like the size of a shoebox, uh, with the instruction booklet. Like we got to keep all these things separate because we can't get the pieces all mixed up, you know. Uh, but then inevitably, you know, he'd get it out, and Eli would pick it up and like throw it down and break it, and we don't rebuild it, you know. So. We build Legos, and then they get broken, and we build Legos, and they get broken. Eventually, all the pieces started to get jumbled together in one big mess. Now, I've read that it's okay because then they can be more creative, and they can you know, not just follow the instructions, and they can you know, create their own stuff. But Jaden doesn't enjoy that nearly as much as he enjoys following the instructions and having a nice, completed product. So over Christmas break, I came to this realization that we have a lot Of Legos in our house and they just sit in this bin because they don't really play with them very much when they're mixed up so I thought 2020 the year 2020 is the year that we together will rebuild and so for a couple of days over Christmas break we decided to sort and separate all of the hundreds of pieces of Legos so that we could begin this process of putting all the colors, all the white in this bag and all the black in this bag. And then we pull out the instruction book and we figure out these are the black pieces we need. These are the white pieces we need. These are the orange pieces we need. It takes at least eight times longer this way. But this is what we're going to do in 2020. 2020, Jaden and I are going to rebuild these Lego sets. And so we've got a good start. He's got a few of them that he's done already. Uh, He loves to play with his Legos. Uh, Anyway, tonight we're going to look at a story um, about some people who, their lives were about building and rebuilding something as well. But before we... uh, All right, so we are in the middle of our series telling the story of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, our story. Uh, And so last week we talked about... um, Daniel and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego while they are in captivity, in exile in Babylon. So the Babylonian Empire uh, looked something like this, uh, and they wiped out Judah, they wiped out the Israelites, and they were ruthless, and they utterly destroyed the city of Jerusalem, and then they exiled the Israelites over to Babylon. And that's where the story of Daniel takes place, like Jordan shared last week. After the Babylonian Empire, another empire rose to power, known as the Persians. Okay, the Persians—they were also a very massive empire, but they were not ruthless like the Babylonians. They weren't trying to like conquer lands and destroy people and all these kinds of things. In fact, the king of uh, king of Persia was his name was Cyrus. And when he came to power, he said, you know, I'm going to have control over all this territory, but I don't need to have all the people like living in my backyard. Why don't you Israelites go back to your homeland and I'll let you go worship the gods you guys want to worship. And I'll let you guys begin to rebuild your lives. And in fact, here's a whole bunch of money that I'll give you as well. So you can begin your new lives together. And so... uh, people of Israel went from Babylon back to Judah, back to Jerusalem to begin to rebuild their lives. And they went in several different waves. So the first wave, there was a guy by the name of Zerubbabel. Say Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. All right. Zerubbabel was one of the leaders and he went from uh, Babylon back to Jerusalem and he kind of spearheaded a building project, building the temple. Okay, so God's God's house, God's place where he lived was destroyed by the the Babylonians. And it was a a picture, it's hard for us to wrap our minds around how devastating this was. Like the Israelites, they screwed up so badly. They decided to follow after the other gods. And so God punished them by sending the Babylonians in. And it was like, Jerusalem being decimated and the temple being destroyed and burned with fire was like, man, we really, really screwed this up. How could God ever forgive us for something like this? But then there's this moment where they come back to Jerusalem and they begin to rebuild the city and they begin to rebuild the temple. And after the temple is finally built, uh, the, the text actually, you can read this in Ezra 3, 4, 5 of rebuilding of the temple. But the people weep once it's complete. Because they're like, this temple is nothing like the first temple was. We just, we just really live with a lot of regret and remorse. Because we know that the, the situation here in Jerusalem is really our fault. But it's what we have. So uh, 50 years later, another wave of uh, return came. Um, Oh yeah, it was sort of like this. Imagine coming back to your house after a hurricane. And it looks maybe something like this. Zerubbabel comes back with the people and they see Jerusalem looking something like this. And it's kind of like, where do we even begin? How do we even begin to sort these pieces and rebuild? Um, But 50 years later, Ezra returns to the land of Jerusalem. And Ezra was a priest. And so he was kind of like the spiritual father. So he gets back to Jerusalem and he sees that the temple was built. And people are like, you know, they're trying to rededicate their lives and say, okay, we're all in with God because we know we screwed up. But there's also some other people that are kind of like, "Eh, we're just kind of teetering on the fence a little bit. and We're not quite all in. And so Ezra was this person who's like trying to rally the troops and saying, no, 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 no. We are given a second chance by God. We have to live our lives in full dedication to him. Remember what happened last time when we kind of teetered and we kind of... And so Ezra was kind of the, the pastor, kind of trying to help people rebuild, not just the city with like brick and mortar, but he's trying to help people rebuild their hearts and rebuild their lives and bring uh, redemption and restoration to, um, to God's people in Jerusalem lest we forget. So after Ezra comes Nehemiah. Now Nehemiah was an Israelite official serving in the Persian government. He heard about the ruins of Jerusalem. He heard that the temple was being built, but it still wasn't very good. And so he asked the king of Persia at the time, which was no longer Cyrus, it was Artaxerxes. He asked, hey, can I go back to my people? And can I help them rebuild Jerusalem. And the king said, yes, you may go back. And here actually is an armed escort as you go back to make sure you get back safely. And here's a whole bunch of money that you can help rebuild the city of Jerusalem. So Nehemiah gets back to Jerusalem. And in 52 days, they built a wall all the way around the city to refortify it. As a way of saying, okay, we want, we, lest we forget what happened last time, We don't want this to happen again. Let's rebuild the city. Let's make sure it's fortified well. And let's make sure that we're dedicating our hearts and our lives to God as well. And then the moment finally arrives. The temple is built. Ezra has been helping the people cultivate their spiritual lives. And Nehemiah finishes the wall in Jerusalem. And there's this moment where it is finished. And so they had this, this celebration ceremony. Turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8, starting at verse 1. I, I kind of view this as like a, a ribbon-cutting ceremony, if you will. Of like, okay, it is finally complete and I want you to just pay attention to how they decided to celebrate this amazing... Like They've been waiting for this moment literally for over a hundred years. It's been a hundred years since Babylon had taken over. And now they're finally at this point where we're like, okay, we can start over again. Nehemiah chapter 8, starting at verse 1. And all the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate... and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that they had made for the purpose. And beside, and beside him stood these incredible men. Verse 5. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. For he was above all the people. And as he opened it, all the people stood. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And also these incredible people. And the Levites. Uh, They helped the people to understand the law while the people remained in their places. They read from the book from the law of God clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, so God's temple has been rebuilt. The city's been refortified with city walls, and they decided to have this ribbon cutting ceremony, dedication of the temple and dedication of the city of Jerusalem. It is the new Jerusalem. And I love how they decided to celebrate. They decided to celebrate by reading the Torah, reading the book of their story standing and listening, uh, listening attentively for five straight hours. And as they listened to the words of this book, they just wept. And I think there's so many things that are amazing about that, but I, th- I think one of the things that is amazing about that to me is they're looking back at the story. And they're remembering which story they are part of. And they're remembering by faith Abraham, he went into the land when God called him to go. And by faith Moses, uh, God used him to bring the Israelites out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And by faith Joshua had this conquest in the land of Canaan. And by faith Ruth and by faith David and the stories that we've looked at so far this year. And they celebrated the faithfulness of the people who have gone before them. But I also think as they are reading these words and as they were remembering these stories, I think they also wept because they also remembered the stories of the people who had screwed up. About Solomon who started out really strong but eventually fell away. And the other leaders of, you know, during the time of the judges and other kings of Israel. And as, as the leaders fell away, so the people fell away. And eventually it led to the destruction of Jerusalem. And so in this moment, as they listen to this story, I feel like they're kind of driving a stake in the ground and saying, no, this is a new, a new day. This is a new Jerusalem. This is a new us. This is a new community. The old has gone, the new has come. It's not just we're rebuilding the city with brick and mortar, but we are rebuilding our lives and we are rededicating our lives saying, God, we are all in. The city of Jerusalem was a picture, I think, or a reminder of kind of the state of their spiritual lives, a reminder that Jerusalem was in total ruins. And how far they had fallen away or run away from God. They screwed up. God punished them. The Babylonians came in and wiped out the city. They wept. They were filled with guilt and they were filled with shame. They hated themselves for what had happened and why it happened. But God is a God of second chances. And so what the Israelites did is they... Um, they picked up the pieces. Piece by piece. And they separated them and they sorted them and they started building again. This is Ezra and Nehemiah's story. But it's also the story of some people in this room here tonight. Maybe your life sort of like Jerusalem has been in ruins. Maybe your life like the Israelites maybe there was a time in your life where you said, "You know what? Forget God, I'm going to go my own way and do my own thing." And you realized, man, that has just brought destruction. And somehow some way you've realized that God is a God of second chances and he's inviting you to come back. And begin to sort and separate the pieces and begin to rebuild. And for some of you this year, he's been doing this incredible rebuilding in your life or in your heart. Through this community or through other means. And we just celebrate that. We love that that is what's happening. This is not just Ezra Nehemiah's story. This is your story. This is our story. And so what I want to do tonight is I want to just create some time and some space To acknowledge these things and celebrate these things together with our community. I mean, it's cool that this is what happened in Jerusalem, but I wanna know what's happening right here and right now with us. So, um, on the ends of the aisles over here, there are some pieces of paper and some pens, and you can just pass those down the aisle. And it basically has these two things on it. We just invite you to write down a word or two or a sentence or something like that. But tonight I celebrate because I was blank, whatever. But God is a God of second chances. God has been rebuilding my life. And now this is kind of where I'm at tonight is a night where I want to put a stake in the ground and say, this is, the, this is the new me. The old has gone, the new has come. He's been rebuilding these things in my heart and in my life. What's your story? So the band is going to come and play a song uh, while you guys write down these couple sentences. And after, afterwards, we're going to invite you to come on up here and just share some of these things with a microphone. Because we want to really celebrate the work that God is doing in our community tonight. So um, as you're writing these things down, maybe you'll be encouraged to come on up here and, and share a thing as well. But you guys, for now, go right ahead.
1: It's a sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray. Where we worship you The sound that changes things, the sound of his people on their knees. Wake up, you ring, it's time to worship him. Wake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud, sing his praise aloud. i mm-hmm.
0: Tonight we want to hear what God is doing in the midst of our community. We want to hear uh, some of you just kind of share the old has gone, the new has come, and this is why I'm celebrating tonight. This is what God is doing to rebuild my heart, rebuild my life, uh, and this is who I want to be. So uh, we're just going to take some time tonight to, to do this. So if you are ready to go, come on up here and uh, I'll hand you the microphone and just. Come up and stand in line whenever you are ready. I'll hand you the mic. One more thing. After each person shares, we don't want silence. This is not a funeral. <laughs> we want to celebrate tonight, okay? So I want some, like, clapping and cheering after each person. That would be awesome tonight, okay? Thanks. But we need to have somebody come up here first.
1: Tonight, I celebrate because I was, uh, before college, very broken, uh, anxious, sad, um, and not a Christian. Um, but God has been rebuilding my life, and now I go to counseling. Um, and I have the opportunity to, um, with God's guidance, um, put myself back together and better glorify God with my life. Tonight, I celebrate because I was addicted to pornography. I was dead to sin. I was dead. I had nothing, but God has been rebuilding my life now, and I'll submit my life entirely to him, and his glory and his name will be known in the name of Jesus. Tonight I celebrate because I was broken and suffering from heartache this weekend. I went through my first major breakup of my life, but God has been rebuilding my life, and now I pray more often, read the Bible, and thank him for all that he's done. Tonight I celebrate because I was within bondage of sexual sin and pornography, but God has been rebuilding my life, and now I've been given a community to really just share uh, God's
0: presence in and finally find freedom from this, this struggle. Tonight I celebrate because I was suicidal and addicted to drugs, but God has been rebuilding my life, and now I am free and know that I am loved and surrounded by a community that loves and supports me.
1: Tonight I celebrate because I was broken um, and just weighed down by shame through struggling with pornography and depression and going through a lot of mental things and feeling really unworthy because of what I was going through. Tonight I celebrate because I know my worth's in Christ. I've been given worth through Him and there's no reason for me to be weighed down by shame. Tonight I celebrate because I was anxious, unhappy, and looking for my worth in anything and everything besides God. But God has been rebuilding my life and now although I still, I am still battling with those feelings my faith is stronger than ever before and i'm beginning to find my worth in him tonight i celebrate because after not being able to be at grand valley for um, a semester and after a season of wait, after a season of waiting and learning to trust fully in jesus plan for me i've been blessed in trusting him and i've been able to return back to grand valley but god has been rebuilding my life now and i realize that full contentment and satisfaction only come from having a relationship with jesus happiness is circumstantial but joy is having a relationship with him Tonight I celebrate because I was in a state of darkness. I was enslaved by my sin, and especially with my pride from being an athlete, I always wanted to be the one that stands out. But God has been rebuilding my life, and now I see light because of his mercy and his grace. And now I declare all of me to him and make sure that he's the one that stands out. Tonight I celebrate because I was someone who struggled with depression and um, feelings of emptiness. Um, But God has been rebuilding my life, and now I know that God accepts me, he loves me, and he wants to heal me in the place that I'm at, regardless of how I feel. Tonight I celebrate because I was lukewarm, bitter, depressed, lonely, and unfaithful. But I celebrate today because I'm building in the right direction. I'm happier, fired up, and I'm not ashamed, I'm not done. Tonight I celebrate because I was emotionally exhausted and broken, but God has been rebuilding my life, and now I recognize the strength he has provided to overcome the hurdles and challenges that I face. Tonight I celebrate because the beginning of the school year, I was lost, um, felt hopeless, felt alone. Um, But God has been rebuilding my life, and now I have been called to leadership. I have been called to start a social media-based ministry, and I now know that his promises are true. Tonight I celebrate because two years ago I was unbelieving, lost to drug addiction depressed and suicidal and estranged from my friends and family due to my actions. But God is re- rebuilding my life and now I am nearly two and a half f- years drug free, forgiven and reconciled to my friends and family and fully committed to living my life to show how much can God can do with a very broken I-, I celebrate because last year I was in a relationship and he did some pretty bad things to me and but God has been rebuilding my life because I know what he did was on my own fault and that his love is greater than my pain. Um, tonight I celebrate because I was deeply depressed, I was lacking purpose, and as was the story for a lot of us tonight, I, would, I, my, my, I found that I spent my days strung out on pills, addicted to drugs. Um, But through it all, too, just as he celebrated that, I get to celebrate five years of sobriety this year, which which is crazy, which is crazy. Um, And and even crazier still is that that now, in, in the same mental health issues that I struggled through, I get to speak joy and get to speak life into people every day and help them walk through those things. And I'm grateful to God for that every single day. Tonight I celebrate because for years, I was lost, scared, and unsure of my salvation but God has been rebuilding my life and now I'm no longer a captive to fear and I'm growing in my relationship with him. Tonight I celebrate because I was lost for a really long time. And this is really, um, can't really explain how I'm feeling right now. I just have an overwhelming urge to say that I was lost, but God has been rebuilding my life, and I'm finding myself. Um, tonight I celebrate because I was extremely overwhelmed and anxious of change. I'm very afraid of the future, but God has been rebuilding in my life, or in my life, <laughs> and now I feel fortified and ready to take on whatever God has for me. Uh, tonight I celebrate because I was going through a hard season of winter, just kind of going through the motions, just the day to day life, just kind of just want to get through this day, just get through this day. And today I celebrate because I'm reminded every day I have a purpose to help people, to be with people, to have shared life with people. I celebrate because I felt lost and I was attacked by illness after illness and just felt really weighed down by all the negative and all the hardships. But God has been rebuilding my life, and now I'm finally healthy again. I feel purpose and joy, and I also feel this clarity that the bad things that happen aren't. Like my life falling apart they're just bad things and that when they pass there's just joy left over will
0: you you guys stand Um, that was awesome by the way so thank you for uh, engaging that and we celebrate what God is doing in your life Uh, right after that passage we read earlier in Nehemiah chapter 8 after this dedication ceremony this is what it says who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went on their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they understood the words that were declared to them. And they partied. And they celebrated. And literally the next thing that happens is a celebration. It's a week-long celebration that they have. They partied because they knew that there was something that was worth celebrating. And tonight, that's what I want us to do. Tonight, we are celebrating The old has gone, the new has come. And God is a God of second chances. And my life was a mess. My life was like the city of Jerusalem, totally destroyed, totally decimated. But he's given me another chance, and he is rebuilding these things in my life. And it's so fun to hear you guys share those stories. So can we sing? Can we sing? Let's just sing. All right, let's sing.